0: Got Your Back Podstream is brought to you by KinPrint. For all your company's promotional needs, they do it all. Apparel, promotional products using the highest quality brands. They do logo design, signage, and printing. KinPrint will promote your brand with excellence. Visit kinprint.ca. What's going on, folks? Welcome to Got You Back Live, post-game edition. Live at Long Shots tonight, and Jason Strudwick is standing by. How about that one? 6-3. What's going on with this team and their defending? The heck? Remember how good they were for like a month and a half? Nobody could get more than two on them? Well, those days are done for now. Jason Strudwick and I are going to break it all down. As always, Got Your Back is brought to you by our proud title sponsor, Sherwood Buick GMC. Got to check out their massive, beautiful showroom. You'll see why they're the number one GMC dealership in all of Canada. Volume-wise, six years running. They have stock. The staff is fantastic. The process is streamlined. And if you mention that the podcast sent you, you'll get specialized pricing and three free Ultimate Detail Packages on a new or used vehicle, visit Phil and the crew at www.gmcpod.com to see all that they have to offer. As we mentioned, what a great night it was tonight on location at Long Shots. Good crowd turned out to watch the game. Fantastic food. They had their oiler menu rocking and rolling. Highly recommend the dry sidle fries. Pretty good stuff. Struds, you... Uh, you didn't mind your uh, meal too, there, buddy. What'd you go with tonight? It looked good. It was It was, a, it was kind of a shockingly healthy choice
1: for it, where we are. It is, and that's the thing. I don't want to really make you feel bad. but I try to make healthy choices when I can. I know. <laughs> Why does that
0: make me feel bad? Well, Why know, does that affect me? Well, I
1: noticed that you choose chose to eat before I arrived. I did, um, and
0: I actually had the plates cleared before got yeah, you got here. I was afraid yeah.
1: you were going to ask me. Yeah, and so I'm not. I'm not going to make this personal. I had a salad. I I don't. I'm I'm guessing you weren't exactly in that realm. <laughs> because when I'm i came there was nothing the yeah i know I, and i love it's the pro yeah they are good i'm not the food is excellent it's really good and then i had all my wife's fries yeah and, i saw you uh, yeah, making trips over there they just dip in the old fry bin that's fine i know i didn't want any i'm sure it's fine I'm sure randy was happy yeah with them all.
0: she was very happy uh we had a great night tonight at long shots and remind just what a great spot right they've got the Trackman technology and all of the uh steve you can actually if you want to cut to the shots a lot of the folks have filed out after the game, but if you want to run to that other shot there, Steve, you can actually see the the uh, TrackMan simulators in the background here. They've got three giant simulators with the TrackMan technology just in the back there behind the bar. Uh, they were full all night long, people having an absolute blast back there. I've played back there in them too. Mm-hmm. you got to have the TrackMan tech for your golf simulators, and they do a great job here. At long shots, the food was fantastic as well, so just a big thanks to Rob and his staff for having
1: us out. They uh, always take great care of us here. Now, you hit the ball delicately. Here we go. Is it able- no, just let me get it out. You hit it delicately. Are they able to track that type of yes, lack of speed on the ball? It. Yes, they can. Because you hit it you hit it like you're kissing it. It's, I've it's actually, nice. It's I've a actually nice been told
0: that for a guy who has known oh, knee and back problems, go. yeah. I got not a bad swing speed. Oh,
1: but you and Tiger Woods, the only two people with sore bodies on the planet. Is your back fused? Do you have <laughs> knees and, and ankle bearings issues like Tiger Woods?
0: Oh, All right. Gosh. That's you.
1: Uh, Oiler fans are not in a good mood tonight,
0: so they're not laughing with us right now, Struts. Let's get to breaking this pig down. Brought to you by Adrenaline Diesel, Edmonton's heavy-duty diesel truck repair shop. Specializing in heavy-duty commercial truck and trailer repair, performance tuning, and parts sales. they got seven gigantic bays. It's actually quite the facility. I'm sure if you drop your vehicle off at Adrenaline Diesel, you feel like, yeah, it's it's going to get fixed here. Marty and his staff do a great job. They're relentless in trying to figure out what's wrong and fix the problem. Visit AdrenalineDiesel.ca. So another six goals against struds, a team that at one point nobody could get more than two on this group. Unbelievable the way that they were defending before, and now after the break, it's completely gone the other way. They throw up six. They're not defending nearly as well as they were before. Just we'll get to the penalty kill in a moment, but just strictly when it comes to defending,
1: where the hell did it go? What's happened? So, in very broad terms, I would describe their defending their end this year this recent stretch, and specifically tonight, they're a half step behind where they need to be. Right. Uh, for instance, on the Torrey Krug goal, we saw Hyman just a half a step behind Krug Krug as the D-man jumps off the blue line. Um, or kind of the half wall, that's his guy, Hyman's guy, yeah. and he's just a half step behind. Uh, and we could go through every goal and just see that they're a half step behind uh, where they need to be. And that isn't a skill, that is just, you know, wanting or the determination being in the right place at the right time. And all the goals reflect that or or duplication. And that means that um, I think it was on, uh, what's it, I have to go back and look, it might have been the second goal, uh, neighbor's goal, where, where two players jump into the same. Go and cover the same guy. That leaves neighbors open. Was it Shen? A Shen rebound? Maybe it might have been the Shen rebound. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. So it's you know we can go through them all, but it's it's a half step behind and duplication. That's a killer. You know you have to allow your buddy to do his job. You watch your you, you do your job, and it's just I, I'd call it just a little bit sloppy uh, compared to what we've seen for such a long stretch of time.
0: I have to point to Connor McDavid and his line and, and the struggle. So good in that last game just went supernova we all saw it right the six assists ridiculous performance but the orders were brutal in the second period of that game and mcdavid was not happy and that's part of where that push in the third period came from you think about the way they struggled in that second period of that game struts we saw some more of that tonight and a little more regularly he's been on the ice they've been on the ice for a pile of goals here in recent games
1: it was a high event game for Connor mcdavid and his <laughs> line mates Nine goals scored. They were on for eight of them. Now the good news is they were on for some of the Oilers, but they were, you know, they, that's a massive game. <laughs> You're on for that many goals against. Now, I'm not saying it's all on Connor McDavid, but you know his line was playing against the other teams' lines, and we'll put the power play aside, the, the penalty kill. But to be, you know, a gun like that, they end up being minus two, and hey, their uh, line uh, it wasn't ideal.
2: Sorry, boys, yep, we Steve. got uh, null block live. If we wanna, if we want to go to that.
0: Yeah, you know what, courtesy of our friends at uh, Oilers Plus, let's listen in just for a minute here. And this is live, courtesy the Oilers, who, of course, uh, have their web team on the road with them.
3: And, you know, there's been a lot of calls that our team has disagreed with, but we just have to put it aside and play hockey. When you look at uh, the first period, what did you like of the way you kind of got started and, and looked comfortable in the opening 20 minutes? I think we managed the puck well. I thought we moved it, um, made some really good plays with the puck, you know, not just giving it away. Uh, We were composed, and, um, you know, I think there was maybe a couple shifts that weren't up to our standards, the one that uh, we got scored against. But other than that, I I liked how we were just keeping our game simple, getting in on the forward check, and then spending some time in the offensive zone because that's where um, we were playing our best. You mentioned uh, just before the Detroit game that you had a bit of a longer meeting with the PK and just some reminders of what you were doing to be successful. Maybe it wasn't quite like that the first two periods, but that six-minute kill in the third, is that something you kind of hope or think will kind of get you back to what you were doing successfully? Well, you look at through that streak, and you know a lot of things were going well. Our power play was playing well. Five-on-five five was pretty good, but probably the highlight of it was our goaltending and, uh, um, and our penalty kill. And our penalty kill, definitely we have faith in being able to kill penalties and be one of our strong parts of our game. Um, it's just been a lot of a lot of breakdowns and different kind of breakdowns, but I think we'll um, just constantly be needing to remind those guys that it didn't come naturally that those kills, it wasn't just because of the personnel we're using, it was the personnel that um, executing the details every time and there's going to be breakdowns and that's where you need your goalie to come up with a big save but right now we're just forgetting about those details
0: you can cut it there steve uh and once again that uh, sound coming to us courtesy Oilers Plus, and that was Gene Principe there asking the questions, uh, our pal from Sportsnet. Uh, Okay, (laughs) a lot of positive talk about the power penalty kill and how good it was before. Uh, It's been garbage lately here, Struts. Mm -hmm. They've had the odd timely kill, but not nearly good enough.
1: Yeah, what are we up to in the last, is it four games, seven goals against?
0: It's in that range, another three tonight, right? Yeah, I
1: think think it's it's around that, and that's a lot. That's a lot of goals against in the PK, so the guys are going to be frustrated, it was... Notable, to use your words at the end, that they were just rotating the D-man in after in the third period. Yeah. There was nothing special about, uh, you know, the, the Ekholm and Dernay. so they they, they kind of just said, okay, we're just going to send these guys out here. Um, similar to what I was speaking about five-on-five, five, you know, just, just kind of running around, getting out of position, um, you know, at times trying to be too aggressive, not picking up a guy around the net or not understanding who your guys might be. A little bit of bad luck, too, but, you know, this is now seven goals, and that's a, that's a lot in a short time. So uh, I, I do agree that I think the six minutes that they killed off towards the end of the game, that's something to build off of, uh, but you're, 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 you're building from a pretty low level because that, that PK, if you're giving up that many power play goals, your power play better be really good, and, or else you have to make it up five on five, which is always difficult to do.
0: Some uncharacteristic things, when you think about when they were killing penalties well, we never saw them get seen. Right, yeah. so in the Detroit game, we saw that happening multiple mm-hmm. times. Very seldom did we see guys standing alone in the slot with nobody around right. them, blowing coverages where Skinner had to be all world. Right, we're seeing those things regularly on this penalty kill where guys. I think of the one play, the guy kind of backed his way out of the corner, clear path to the net, turned and was shooting, and yeah. we didn't see that happen before Strud. So, is it is it you know lack of attention to the system? Is it how's it getting so loose in and around the net?
1: You know, generally speaking on the PK, you're gonna give up shots, right? But you want it to, to somewhat be predictable shots. So like, you know, the cross seam backdoor shot, that's not ideally uh what you're looking for. The goalie doesn't want that. So you're trying to give up shots where you know they're gonna come, where the goalie can set up, but and all more more importantly, you can now react and get your your yourself in a position to get the yeah. get the rebound or shoot it out. So too often I think we're seeing right now just broken plays and they're turning into chances against and then everyone's kinda of rushing around and not holding the ground, you know the the the, the backdoor goal. I think it was Cairo. Both uh, Cece and Nuge went towards where the puck was, and it slid right between the two. And Kairou just tapped it into an open cage. One person I stay on the back door.
0: Yeah, going to get to the uh, Wees Johnson YouTube mentions here, and a reminder uh, that with forty-five years in the business, should you need a new furnace, garage heater, air conditioner, hot water tank, or any of those things serviced weiss Johnson's a place to go, right? Edmonton's number one choice for heating, air conditioning, and plumbing services. Visit weiss Johnson.com. Jingle. Weiss-Johnson, weiss-Johnson. Oh. Okay. Close. close, That wasn't close. Well, that it's normally one, that way one faster hurt. than that. that one, Steve. <laughs> yeah, that that wasn't you know, close. I'm was trying to build
1: him up. No, no, no. <laughs> to build he wasn't. Him up a bit. Uh, Steve,
0: you did a great Sorry, job Steve. getting us to Chris Knoblock tonight. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> You just blew it on Weiss Johnson. You know what?
2: Yeah, it would have been more Chris Knobloch if I hadn't uh, (laughs) taken that couple (laughs) seconds there. (laughs)
0: Uh, Okay, where is the... Oh, JL, I thought, had an interesting comment. Now, I didn't notice this, but maybe it's because when a goal gets scored, I look down and start taking notes. JL says, what's more concerning is Skinner looking dejected after every goal now. Not a good sign. Uh, He's getting rattled. That through the eyes of JL. Um... Yeah, they're riding Skinner here. A couple of starts. I think they got to go with Pickard here uh, fairly shortly. But what do you see in Skinner on that end? Do you recall hmm. noticing that?
1: It didn't stand out to me. Well, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of Connor McDavid's reacting, specifically the one penalty kill. He was upset and he kind of slammed his gun, you can tell Connor's mad. He kind of put yep. his hands in, in the air and he, yeah, yeah, like he kind of like, you know, curses in, in some way. So I do Stuart Skinner's a pretty calm guy. We've seen some tough stretches by the team specifically to the start of the year. I don't know that that would be something I'm really worried about. I don't think that Stu Skinner is – that's not his personality yeah. and his demeanor. So I, I'm not saying you're wrong, J.L. I'm just saying I don't remember seeing it. But most of the time I'm looking at the players because the players, the way they react, you can tell because they know that they – or they'll, they'll react because they felt like they made a mistake.
0: Um, six penalties in a span of 15 minutes of playing time is crazy. I know we didn't love some of them. Yeah, I don't know what Vinny said there to get the extra two. I, it wasn't a great call and then you pile the extra two yeah. on top of it afterwards, but bit of a I mean you have to say it's undisciplined if you're rolling that many penalties after penalties whether you love the calls or not.
1: Yeah, and and, and for Vinny you just got to go to the box. You have yeah. got 100 NHL games and this is this just skate to the box, take your medicine. They're not all going to be great. He's quite a dirty player. He gets away with some now. Earlier <laughs> in the game he had was it? I think it was earlier today cross check the guy, got the penalty. Yep. Dylan Holloway, though, towards the end of the game, just hammers the guy from behind with the cross-check. Ref is standing right there. What? That's one you can't take. You, know, you want to do that away from the play, or you want to slash someone in the corner when they're not watching? Uh, go ahead. Chop away. But that's a penalty you cannot take uh, at that, well, really anytime, time, but definitely not that point. In the game. I
0: don't know if it hammers hammers. And again, I, I've, I've always talked about the hitting from behind, and so I can't talk out of both sides of my mouth here, but I think he shouldn't have done it, right. but I didn't, that wasn't, he didn't bury a guy.
1: I wouldn't say that. But it was from behind the cross it. check. And then it, what, let's say you think the guy died. Holloway put himself in a position 100%. for the ref to have to make a call or a judgment. And you don't want to do that in that situation. It's, it's just not worth it. It's not, you're not getting an advantage in that situation. If you want to take the guy and push him in the wall and squeeze him, by all means do that. But don't put yourself in a position where the ref now has to make a judgment call.
0: Lots of great comments coming in here on the East Johnson YouTube stream. Whether officiating was or wasn't biased against the Oilers in that game against the Blues isn't clear, but what is is that the Oilers threw defense right under the bus. Uh, yeah, I'm just not defending nearly at the level that uh, that they had been in recent weeks, and so they're going to have to figure out how to try and uh, and regain some of that mojo struts. Like, it's been a pretty significant fall here and i know that you well the, they weren't playing great hockey before the break and it looked like it was maybe gonna come unraveled a little bit but still they were finding ways to win games they come back from this break like a couple wins here and the losses are piling up
1: they are but let's be honest though there, there was really nowhere for their game to go but down i mean okay. that, that was near perfection for that stretch of time so not their game their results right their results like, they were there were some, but I mean, as far as defensive, right. you're giving up that few, good, uh, you know, whether it was sorry, yes, even strength or a penalty kill, that's near perfection that, you know, I, I believe people, I, I can't remember who was saying it, but it was, you know, very high heights they had of, 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 you know, was it two goals against for, I would say 12, 13 games in a row. Like that's, that's crazy. That is crazy. So that is a very hard level to get to, and to or to maintain, I should say, well, to get to and maintain, I guess. So he knew there was going to be a drop off. So now what they need to do, they need to just kind of resettle themselves again, and find a, a level close to that. Because getting to that level again might be difficult uh, for staying periods of time.
0: Nate Hay disagreeing with you as well says, watch the Holloway replay. Barely touched him, and the guy and tripped on another stick. Uh, the main replay I saw was in uh, was in slow motion, so we'll take another look. But bottom line, you got to be careful about putting your stick across someone's back in that position. Uh, you can't give the refs an excuse to try and do something like that. A lot of comments here about Leon Drysaddle getting thrown out of so many face-offs. I asked Drysaddle about this. Do you remember I ran the conversation? He was so so grumpy that I was asking him about it. (laughs) Well, Ryan. Uh, But it's happening a lot. Um, And I think there's been an edict sent down from the league this year to try and buckle down on some of the positioning. And Drysaddle, he's good in the face-off circle, so I think he tries to cheat a little bit. Uh, If you're not cheating, you're not trying, but it has to get frustrating, man.
1: It does. Kicked out of like two out of every three draws. And he, he kind of, you know, he's going to have to adjust his way back. Because, yeah. you know, I think he is mind, like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to curtail. And it, it will at some point, but it isn't right now. And you want him taking face-offs. He's a really good center or a really good faceoff guy. Uh, just to shift the uh, conversation a little bit, I think it's worth mentioning how well Binghamton played in the first oh, period. Oh, yeah, yeah. He made some great sure. saves. So the Oilers, you know, had a good first period. Um it was two one after the first, and and there were other opportunities that I'm thinking of Hyman, uh, you know, that, that could have had one uh, backdoor. I think that was power play, if I remember correctly. Like there was multiple chances where, or, or even one time Leon didn't shoot from the slot. Yeah. Uh same kind of brown, I think, had a chance. He tried to pass it on two on one, just shoot it. You know, there was multiple chances, but he Jordan made some really good saves. So three one, does that make a difference heading to the third or second? Might have. Oh yeah, I mean, that one yeah. toe save he made on the on the penalty
0: kill, a couple real good saves. Uh, we're going to get to Connor Brown in our takeaway segment. We're going to dig in a little bit on what we're seeing, uh, uh, along with a few other elements of this game that we're going to continue to break down. Time to get to our UCAN Youth Services Relentless Player of the Game. Local charity, right? They help vulnerable youth find employment. They've got an upcoming comedy night fundraiser. Uh, one of six comedy nights in March. You have to go check it out. We're going to be there uh, for at least one or two of them. There's only a few tables left, uh, tables for 10. So check out how to buy tickets at youcan.ca. Uh Tell them that got you back, sent you. You'll get 20% off of your tickets, and all the proceeds go directly towards helping our youth right here in our community. As we're perusing, trying to figure out who the relentless player tonight should be, something tells me it'll be, Somebody in a St. Louis Blues uniform. Maybe we even just talked about him in Bennington. Got to maybe give yeah. him a look, struds, But which way you want to go?
1: Yeah, I, that probably is the guy. But I'm gonna go uh, Robert Thomas. Uh, yeah. He he had a good night. He was on on the puck, making plays. Very very shifty player, crafty player, and took 24 draws tonight and got yeah. out 50. percent uh, But he he was one of those guys. You know, you always I always like to watch games and think, hey, who was drawing my eye? And 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 he for the the Blues was. Really drawn my eye. actually he and Jake neighbors I thought actually had a pretty good game as well a younger player for them yeah known well in Edmonton
0: Kai Rusher sure catches the eye too eh, when he gets going oh, yeah. like he blazed that one time like, yeah.
1: a, like the D men weren't even there yeah he can skate he's got uh, good speed and those two guys I mean those are their foundation pieces yeah. right, uh, of their of their lineup um, and quite, let's give their credit to their D their D looked pretty good tonight you know Kuru I thought Pareko looked pretty good out there they've they've got some you know some veterans there they can hold their own but. Um you know, for the orders, I think they they this one I think they beat themselves. Don't no disrespect to the blues, but they, they could have been tighter defensively.
0: Quaddy says neighbors was relentless. That's a good choice. Yeah, yeah. Fans in this city certainly familiar with him. Okay, that was uh, the breakdown brought to you by adrenaline diesel. Short break. When we come back to our live at long shots, we're gonna get the takeaways, talk a little Connor Brown, little line combinations. Let us know on the stream what you think you would like to see maybe next game who you start in net, what the lines look like. We'll beat that around a little bit and tons more ahead on the pod. Say goodbye to unruly hair and hello to a smooth and silky back in minutes with Backscape. Shave your back solo with no mess with Backscape's water resistant long handle and patented six blade design, leaving you with a no mess shaving experience all in less than five minutes. Shop now for 40% off select kits just for you, our Got Your Back listeners. Use promo code GYBPOD on checkouts. And make 2024 your year to elevate your grooming
1: routine.
4: Winter is upon us, so why not make the best of it? Marmot Basin Ski Resort is where it's at. Ski half price every day, no blackout periods. Pick up your escape card for 99 bucks and make winter fun more affordable. Half the price, all the powder. Get yours at www.skimarmot.com. Okay,
0: heroes, are you trying to tough it out through a sports or life injury right now? Trying to prove your mettle by grinding through, grating your teeth? Well, Redefined Health is here to say it's time to come on in. At Redefined Health, they'll high-five you for your toughness and then get to work on helping you fix the problem. Helping athletes and heroes find better balance, performance, and injury prevention, visit RedefinedHealth.com. What a great crew it was on hand here tonight at Long Shots. Cheering on their oil, the faithful strutty, but you can just sort of see the looks on the faces. Yeah. The looks on the faces of the fans. They're up close here at Long Shots, not when we're way up at the
1: press box at the rink. Just,
0: there's a little dejection happening. This fan base was high, high, high for yeah. a while there.
1: They're frustrated, and they rather sad, dejected. It's like when you find out they're out of pierogies <laughs> on, on the buffet. Uh, <laughs> the buffet. What? what? Never at Long Shots. Always (laughs) stocked
0: up on the pierogies here at Long Shots. Let's get to our takeaways. Brought to you by Martin Motorsports. Got a couple of text messages from Chris at Martin Motorsports, who was not loving what he was seeing tonight. Knows a thing or two about hockey. Enjoy a totally new winter riding experience on a widescape stand-up snowmobile. Compact, agile, lightweight. The widescape allows you to discover new and uncharted territories. The perfect vehicle to venture off the beaten path in search of fresh snow stop by Martin Motorsports to view one today uh okay let's do line combinations after we talk a little bit about Connor Brown there was a split second tonight stretch oh
1: you weren't quite paying attention and you missed <laughs> you
0: you thought he had one and you were ready no. to just rump
1: I was buying a round of China Whites. Yeah. So, so what happened was it was on the Corey Perry no, goal. You. I reject your China Whites. I didn't know. They're delicious. And it was uh, you know, because it's a writing. It happened so quick. You're like, oh my God, I think that was Connor Brown. And then Corey turns around and you see it's Perry. So you're like, it's okay. a kind of dejection. But he's, you know, he took a tough tonight. He, he had that forehand backhand hit the far uh, crossbar cross cross coming out of the corner. Like he is getting a few chances here and there, but it's like the the hockey gods are willing against him to get yeah. it in there. So the post the crossbar, whatever it was that he hit tonight, that was
0: close. But struds, I don't think he's when I watch him play, I don't think oh, this guy's close. This guy, this guy's close to breaking through. I don't see that. Now that crossbar aside, that's different, right? He was close yeah. there. Yeah. But I'm not seeing it like well, you've had faith. Like you, you still, you know, you're still hoping for 15 for him, and we'll see. <laughs> but I I I just don't see it offensively in the hands, in the opportunities, in the generating chances. I just, he's just kind of getting by.
1: Yeah. I think that he, I think he has zero confidence. Um, yeah. You know, I, you would think. They put up a graphic tonight. Yeah. Most shifts without a goal. And he was like, it's
0: in the thousands.
1: Yeah, it's like 1200. He's in the
0: thousands of shifts. Without shifts a goal. without a
1: goal. I couldn't imagine. No, just kidding. But uh, <laughs> what a dud. Uh, no, but oh, it, when, you, when you look at it, I do feel bad for him. I think part, part of me is that I can only imagine how he's feeling right now, and I want him to score so badly. And also, for the Oilers themselves, if he can get scoring, it'll, it'll help so much. Because, uh, you know, his expectations were much higher than this, obviously, and it's just been going sideways for him. You know, he was brought in to play in the top six, and he's, he's in the, the bottom of oh, the, uh, the lineup He might here. be out of
0: the lineup next game.
1: I think there's a chance. You know, uh, Sam Gagne came back out. Now you've got Janmark back in there with, with Connor and Derek Ryan. Um, you know, it would be interesting to see how this shakes down, but I, I am, I think he is vulnerable to being taken out yeah. tonight. And that penalty he took was, that's a tough one. The hooking around the, um, the waist, that's frustrating. For a fourth liner, that's a penalty you don't want to take. You want to see those guys taking boarding or uh, charging or, hitting, you know, whatever, like something that is a, a physical penalty, the tripping, the hooking, uh, that's that's just not happening on a coach's watch. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay, Simple 101 says, the third line was hot
0: garbage, as the kids say. Uh, lots of chatter about the third line not being nearly good enough and that being a big problem. Shane Matheson says, third line is dreadful. fogs McLeod just floating. Um and these are players who, uh, I'm thinking about Fogel and McLeod, showed earlier this year for mm. a stretch. It's like, oh, there it is. They found it. There it is. Now, some of that came, obviously, when they were playing with, with a player right. like Dreisaitl, but they earned their way into that spot mm. by playing well. And right now, uh, there's a pretty significant regression.
1: Well, yeah, they they're, they're, they don't have a lot of extended shifts in the offensive zone. Yeah. But I think that's what a third line needs to do. You, you, you know, I, I always talk about beating – the Team are being heavy below the top of the circles, wow. pounding it down low, grinding down, and especially when Perry's on that line.
0: Yeah. That would Perry be started the on that line, by the way. That was the third line yeah. tonight. Was Fogel was down, it was Perry on that line too.
1: And, and they need they need to have that kind of juice and that kind of grind. Um, because Holloway was lifted up to the second line. And I didn't I didn't think he had a great night in 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 that spot. So there's definitely some challenges here for Noblock to kind of figure out what his line combos are uh, in the perfect world.
0: Should we try and piece together some lines for next game? Like what? So we saw the adjustments, right? He had McDavid and Dry Seidel with McCloud, I think he went. Yeah, Is I think, that what I had there? In but my yeah, notes? but
1: Perry also got a shift on there, if I remember correctly. Did the Perry get
0: a look up there, too? So um, he started moving some things around. He had Kane, Nugent, Hopkins, and Hyman Piece yeah. together. And Nothing I, was working. I he was like that line, different stuff. That's the line I do like. So you like 91, 93, and
1: 18? Yeah, I do, like do kind of hey? like that line.
0: So then. I mean, could we see a bit of time here with McDavid and Drysaddle back together? They went that way before the break, and then they got away from it yeah. afterwards.
1: So who do you put up there? Do you put Perry up there? And then you have Hall the line yeah. that we think should be the third line?
0: Yeah, I mean
1: and... So Perry
0: gets into a scrap. He scores a goal. So you think, okay, an active Corey Perry type yeah. night. But overall, which way do you think his play is going? I don't think his play is going in a way that's rocketing him up the lineup. No, I like that he got stuff done, and I like that he was willing, and you want to reward that. But
1: yeah, you, so you're saying the outcome is greater than the maybe yeah, the, I mean, the journey yeah, for him. Yeah, he there. found a couple yeah. moments and good yeah. for him. But that's what a veteran does. That's yeah. what you're supposed to do. So, then who do you put up there? Because you have to build a third line. Um, you know, maybe put oh, I can't even say this. You can't put Fogo up there because I, I like I liked Holloway, McLeod, and Perry when they yeah. were together for the, that short. So 7155, 7190. But then at least 30, 37 with twenty-nine mm-hmm. and ninety seven. So that what if you keep thirty-seven down? That'll be But then who does that go up there? That's oh then you're running out of do you give Connor Brown a boost? <laughs> Don't you know what turn let's the stream in. up? Turn the, the let's comments let's on the stream. In. I was just fired by everyone listening and on the podcast tomorrow. <laughs> okay, folks. Yeah. Jay, you heard it here first. Struddy well,
0: says promote Connor Brown ah, to the top line. Why not? I, no, I didn't why say not? why
1: not. I'm, but I, you know so that's that's a desperate move actually. Maybe I I, I should <laughs> pull that back. But the problem is you Vogel know, hasn't the, earned it. Well, but yeah, so if you're gonna put those two together, then, hasn't. so I guess then you have to go the other way. Who do you want to play with those two guys? Then you build your other lines. Because I started my second line first. And then just knowing those two big guys are together.
0: You know what I think we should talk about now? Considering we're trying to construct a top six, and we just have absolutely no clue how to do it, is the trade deadline and how? I mean, this is becoming very, very clear that I think it's going to have to be more than just a maybe a guy that can moonlight in that spot.
1: You want you want a a a guy? Maybe they just need to make sure. Maybe they
0: just need to make sure with this acquisition. So. We talked about Anthony Duplair, right? Yeah. Night in, night out, how much better is he going to be able to be counted on than, you know, Fogle or Perry or some of those other guys? Maybe a little bit. Maybe what this is signaling is, no, they they can't. They got to go.
1: Don't leave it to uh, chance. Don't
0: leave it to chance. Go get a guy that very clearly belongs in that position.
1: So what's the opportunity lost or cost on that for for other additions? Yeah.
0: um, Or... In terms of, the, you know, you can't – Can you? so if you really want to make sure on your second line, maybe you can't do what you wanted to do on your fourth line at center. Maybe you can't do what you wanted to do some other spots in the lineup. But, you know, I would suggest someone's going to get bumped down. So a guy that would probably be a third-line-ish player ends up bumped down because there would be a shift there. Um, But maybe they can't half-ass it on this acquisition. Maybe this is showing crystal clear that they need to get someone. I don't know what people here on the stream are thinking. Um, yeah. Oh, somebody suggesting Raphael Lavoie gets a shot uh, in the bottom six. Maybe try and inject a little bit of size and youth into the lineup. I don't know if they're necessarily at that
1: point yet.
0: Base Ekholm says I'd put Connor Brown on the top line in
1: Bakersfield. No.
0: Is what, yeah, what he had to I'm say about that. Well one.
1: received. That's uh. A... Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, but yeah. that's. But I wonder, did they sit in that coach's office? Just as befuddled as you and I seem to be right now, trying to piece together a few lines.
1: And you do have options outside the lineup. You know, Sam Gagner, we saw him play last game, but it's, it's, it's. It, yeah, it, I, I don't think that anything's off the table. But this guy has shown he's not going to shake it up too much. Although he did today in the third period, and maybe you don't have to shake it up too much when you are winning that many games in a row. So now is maybe his real time to to kind of figure this out. And and this is his, he's in and out of a challenging period to sort out. Be interesting.
0: Like I'm really interested now. We're gonna see a little bit more about what Chris Knobloch is about here. Yeah. Like it's been pretty rosy so far, and good for him. His team has earned wins under him, and he gets credit for that. Mm. Most of the levers that he's pulled and the buttons that he's pushed, most of them have kind of worked. Yeah. Um. I mean, you could, you could say that he kind of unnecessarily broke it for a game or two with all the changes on the blue line. I'm not blaming yeah. this whole thing on that. But yeah. we both looked at that and went, that doesn't make sense. Why is he doing that? And that did not get
1: them off to a good start out of the break. So he, right. maybe a bit of a bogey there, struds. I, I don't I see I think changing the D pairs isn't as dramatic as people are, are reacting to it. I don't know, um man. and not people, I don't mean you, I mean no, that's Rob fine. Brown. But uh and but I, I it's not like he changed all four lines. You know, I think that the D it's a little bit I don't think it's as big a deal as, as I mean, I, I, I played in it. People change your line. Okay, I'll play with someone else. It's not that difficult. Um, and I don't think that cost them. I, like tonight, it was their, their D zone coverage. I think that's yeah. what cost them. And both on the PK and the, on the, on, and five on five. Um, and then Binnington, I thought the, he was a story in the D zone coverage. For the, If I were to, to highlight, that's the two things I think that we saw would challenge them.
0: Well, wrap up takeaways. Shane Matheson, regular contributor here. He threw some lines out, so we'll take a look at his. He's got Dry McDavid, Connor Brown. There you oh, go. Jeez. Kane, Nugent Hopkins, and Hyman. Uh, he's got Holloway, McLeod, and Perry, Fogle, Peterson, and Lavois. <coughs> Excuse so. me. So he would like to see Raphael Lavois called up and dumped in. Martin Ferguson offering a suggestion. We all want Boone Jenner. If you go get Boone Jenner, he. I think he steps into the top six on this team. Problem is, is I mean, he's center. He can play wing, but it's a lefty-righty issue as well. Like, this team, you just got to just – the answer might be you just have to play somebody continually out of position.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, if but maybe Boone Jenner could be your third-line center. and That's then to open the top six, though. I we know, just but talked then, about him to then, make then, sure in the top six. But then McLeod rolls up.
0: Oh, so Ryan McLeod, you sure bet in the top six?
1: I think you can't. That's this, that's half-assing it, uh, isn't okay, it? So who is the ultimate right-shot winger? Vladimir Jordan Tarasenko, <laughs> Jordan <laughs> Eberle, like yeah, a guy are, who it's okay, like those are the two. He's on yeah. your second line, okay, or that's he's fair. not. Those What's are he your. Yep, yeah, that's fair. That I can I can get behind that if that's what it is. So what is Jordan Eberle or Tarasenko? I don't think Tarasenko is a first-round pick, is he? Oh, ah, uh, no. Five million. I think, you know, I want to say he has 13 gold or something. I might be wrong.
0: Yeah, no, no. I wouldn't think so. Although, but I guess you never know that's when true. you get desperate to trade that long time.
1: Yeah, so it gets a little high. Yeah. It's a pretty high number. And I know that the numbers trickle down. I get all that because of the time left in the year. But I'll be, yeah, I'll be interested in which way they go. On but- nights like this, it makes
0: you feel like they just need to make sure yeah, they fill that point. hole.
1: Yeah. They need to make sure they do. Uh, you know that recently you know selfish on the PK, they've been losing quite a few draws yep. on the PK in their own zone. And you hate to have to roll dry saddle out there for a few extra draws here on the PK because you don't get off on, on uh all the time in the playoffs. Because there's nothing more disheartening. And actually, I shouldn't say it feels so good when you're in your own zone and there are two minutes left, two minutes power play. Your center wins it, and you shoot it down, you're like, that just killed 20-30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. And then you're you're vibing. When you lose it, you're like, Oh god. We're going to be here for a minute and a half. <laughs> All right. Uh, that was takeaways brought
0: to you by Martin Motor Sports. Uh, when we come back, going to take a lap. We got Strutty's World still to come. Ask us anything as well. Plenty of show remaining. So stay with us.
1: If you own or operate a business, you know the value of a great employee. Just ask Shogger. Pathfind is here to help you find your next star player to help take your business to the next level. Pathfind can help with recruitment, career transition, leadership coaching. They truly have your whole team covered. Building you a championship caliber roster, find your team's path forward at pathfind.ca. The
0: Edmonton Sport and Social Club's spring season is set to go in May and registration is just around the corner. Team up with your pals to play in slow pitch, beach volleyball, outdoor soccer, ultimate frisbee, and even cornhole leagues to keep the spring months full of excitement. Spring leagues begin in May. Registration opens on February 8th. Visit EdmontonSportsClub.com for more details. Steve. Guys. <laughs> Sounding a little sleepy there behind the scenes. Steve, you okay, bud? Like people can't hear, but in the commercial in the commercial break, this is what we heard. 50, 15
1: fifteen. You're,
2: you're up in five.
1: Like bring some zip. Buddy. Well you're
2: having five a conversation seconds. with your wife. I'm just trying to, you know, subtly come you're in there and in just say five. fifteen seconds. Yeah. Yeah, you know. We're,
1: we're in the trenches battling over here, and this guy's yeah. having a nap back at headquarters.
0: <laughs> uh Sleepy on the Weesh Johnson jingle. Yeah, sad. will understand. Sad outcome. You better be ready for Ask Us Anything, pal. That is yeah. going to be your moment to <laughs> totally redeem yourself. Can't wait. Time to take a lap. Actually, Steve, you know what I want you to do? What's up? I want you to deliver this day smooth gentleman here. Oh. Yeah, no and problem. I want you to do it. I want you to generate as much bass as you can in your voice. <clears throat> and I want you to hit it hard like you're being paid as a voiceover guy. So yep. at the end of this ad read, right? We're getting to take a lap, brought to you by Backscape. Bid farewell to unwanted back hair solo in just five minutes with the fastest-growing male-grooming tool on the planet. Backscape's water-resistant, rechargeable, long handle. You can shave independently in any directions. No cuts, scrapes, bumps, or mess. Visit Backscape.com. That's B-A-K-Scape.com. And choose from a variety of packages delivered right to your door. That is Backscape.
2: Stay smooth, gentlemen.
0: That wasn't bad. Pretty good. He's got good bass. Pretty waves.
1: good, yeah, he does. Deep, deep voice. I the
0: deep, you got the, I got the bad broadcast voice. Stay smooth, gentlemen. Like, not at all. Huh? L- to, like, to, I got no bass. <laughs> I got no bass. Stay smooth,
1: gentlemen. I can kind no, of that do that. Is, no. It's kind of, Yeah. No, I think I think No, that's just That sounds like someone before they
2: hit puberty trying to sound like they have a <laughs> deeper voice than they <laughs> <Yeah>. do.
1: <laughs>
0: All right, just go back so to pushing your buttons. <laughs> shreds.
1: let's take a lap. Lap number 1, we go where? Columbus and I, you know, I don't like to see people lose their job, but I believe this is overdue. You Keeline in a GM, uh, I think is in his 11th season. He lost his job today um with as a GM of that group. Uh, nice press release, you know, talking about how important he was to the community and all, and I get all those things. But at the end of the day, you are judged on what you've accomplished, and he, he, I didn't like a lot of his moves. And, again, I'll go back to when they had the playoff. They had a chance to uh, unload Bobrovsky and guys like that. Instead, they added people to win one round, which is great. But that would have been the transition, I think, to get some 1st or some young prospects, and they could have been rolling at this point. Uh, even the addition of uh, Johnny Goodrow and hiring a Mike Babcock. Like, Gujo, this is his second full year. I'm assuming they'll get a new coach and a new GM next year. That'll be his fourth coach in two seasons. Do you think Johnny's Crazy. regretting his his signing in, in uh, Columbus? And not to mention, they're at the bottom or near the bottom of the league. So it's overdue, buddy. The,
0: this is the thing. There is no standard in terms of, if your organization doesn't get to this level then it's always going to mean that a coach and a gm or the, there's no standard what it becomes is about relationships mm-hmm. it becomes about the relationship with the president right and jd becomes the relationship between them and the owners and the owners like it it sometimes it doesn't make hockey sense and this had gotten to the point right. for well over what 18 months a couple of years even where it didn't feel like it was making logical hockey sense anymore. Results versus time allowed, money spent, plans made, what's the clear picture? Mm-hmm. This was overdue, and it didn't make hockey sense.
1: No, it didn't. And he's signing a big free agent like uh, Johnny Gaudreau. You know, he's a good player, but it just feels like you're desperate. right? And, yeah. and, and, I, and I get it. I get adding those type of players is exciting, but I just look back along the moves, and it feels like it doesn't fit together. So what was crazy is when they were going to, you know, now they're going to maybe trade away some of the people they, they just acquired and then let the same guy who brought them in trade them out. So now John Davidson takes over as interim GM. Yeah. Also, he would have been involved in all those decisions. So I'd be very interested to see if his philosophy is any different um, in the short term. But I, I would be floored if they don't have a new coach and obviously a new GM when, uh, you know, hopefully by the draft, I'm supposing.
0: Tough situation. Leaky37 says, JD's prints are all over this team. Why do you think it took him so long to skid him? Right. I mean, he yeah. feels a sense of responsibility, I'm sure. Tough to fire a buddy when you've been a you know along yeah. for every step of the ride. You know, maybe even, I don't know if he would have been overridden him at any point, but you're the boss. You're the one the buck, the buck should yeah. sort of stop with you. So. And I think JD probably is a pretty loyal guy. And a great part of, and a big part of why it went this yeah. long did
1: you have much interaction with yeah him? I with the rangers he was there he was the color man yeah and he was a great guy i really enjoyed him um, but you're evaluated on what you'd get accomplished and that's that's a big thing and yeah. they haven't accomplished much now they made the playoffs a few times but not really sustained success and in just a couple i think one only one playoff round win i think
0: yeah Okay, I, I, you're dying to get to Austin Matthews, right? That's the next one? No, Austin no Matthews we're not. He's an amazing
1: performance. We're, yeah. wanna... yeah. No, we're going to skip. And it was impressive. Congrats to him. He's on an incredible streak like of scoring. Or yeah, or pretty incredible. The um, yeah, natural, natural too. But I'm going with uh, a, a more subtle one. Uh, Jake Gunsell was injured uh, towards the end of his last game. Right, right. And upper body injuries out for weeks. So that takes us. But I'm guessing past the
0: oh, yeah. trade deadline. Past the deadline yeah.
1: And he's a player that many Oilers fans have targeted. Uh, you know, a guy who's won Stanley Cup. He can score goals, um, speed, all, all. You know, he fits a lot of ticks, a lot of nice boxes, except he's a left hand shot, not a right hand shot. But he's now out. And I wonder well, first off, how does this affect their team? Although the Sidney Crosby and his buddies got it done tonight, they won 4 1. He got two goals, and he did. But without uh, Jake, does it change their playoff drive? or – Ability to make the playoffs, and do they still move? Him? If they do move him, does this affect the value of Jake because people aren't tripping on a healthy player?
0: Yeah, I think it probably increases the likelihood, does it, that he sticks around? I mean, because if you're not going to get the value for him in the trade that you want, I don't know. I mean, it's tough. Like this Penguins team is in for a long, hard road for Oof. probably a long number of years. <laughs> and and so I, I think even though they're in the fray, it, it It makes some sense to get going on that process, but the the price just came down on the bottom line. It had to. If they're thinking of moving them before and still thinking, if you're acquiring Jake Ansel and you don't get them until a week and a half after the trade deadline, you're not sure what shape he's coming back in. I mean, you're digging into medical reports. You're finding out exactly what this is. You do your due diligence, but price has to
1: have come down, doesn't it? I think so. I mean, I guess you'd have to get yeah, you'd have to get a doctor and all that to look at him, and make sure that what is going on. I when I watched it, maybe it looked like well, it's upper body for sure, maybe a shoulder. So we're you know, it's four weeks. But um, this Penguins team, I you know, and talk about a bad move off the hop, adding Carlson by Dubas. I think that was a, a, the wrong move. Right, the start of his yep. tenure with this group. Um, so you got to maybe try to get a, a, a pick back or some draft picks back for, for Gensel. Maybe it's one based on some level of contribution and games played, uh, the trade. So we'll, we'll see a conditions, I guess those are called, but it was, a uh, that Penguins team, you're right. When, when these guys are done, it'll be some, some dark years, uh, lean years for that
0: group. Yeah. Spend, spend, pen right. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you got Crosby and you got Malkin, and you, you feel like you need to be going. You got to be going, right? You owe it to them. Yeah. And and but tough. Uh, interesting to see which way they go. Tough injury for them. Okay, that was taken a lap. Brought to you by our great friends over at Backscape. Going to give away a hat again tonight at the start of our Ask Anything segment. A reminder that uh, those provided by our great friends over at Kin Print, helping you find creative ways to promote your brand high quality apparel top of the line brands visit kinprint.ca gave away some more of the swag tonight. had a few extra hats on hand where where am i looking there there you can
2: see they got the white and the
0: blue as well they got a bunch of different iterations and uh we've been happily giving away some hats each podcast we're going to do that again when we come back strutty's world we'll give away a hat ask us anything stick around long shots golf is the destination for both golf enthusiasts and sports fans top of the line track simulators provide a highly entertaining and accurate golf experience while a full-service sports bar loaded with big screens and scratch kitchen make it a truly unique destination. They have locations in Sherwood Park in Edmonton. Experience the best indoor golf and sports bar in town. Visit longshots.ca.
4: That's longshots with a Z dot ca. Time to talk about your mortgage? It doesn't have to be a daunting conversation. With over 16 years in the industry, Maria Gallis, with Maximal Mortgages, knows how to make it easy. With access to dozens of different lenders, let Maria customize the perfect solution for you. Whether you're purchasing, refinancing, or renewing, or a first-time buyer, Maria's simplistic approach and expert advice will have you feeling confident you're in great hands, making informed decisions. Take the stress out of your mortgage journey. Contact Maria Gallis at mortgagesbymaria.ca That's mortgagesbymaria.ca.
1: When you make a mistake, heads should roll. It's not right. And I'm here. Someone has to put their foot down. Now that I say it out loud, it does sound a little crazy. Gotta look good.
0: So Noel Rinsky, who's a regular contributor on the stream, spitting a little bit of logic and preaching some calm on the YouTube stream tonight. He says, question, why does everyone have to overanalyze this team? Sports talk doesn't have to equate to overreaction. Now, I'm not sure, Noel, you can clarify if if you feel Strud's (laughs) and I overreacting in some way tonight. Fair enough. Let us know. And he also adds, where is his last comment here? I just wish people could understand that sports seasons are rarely a straight line. The ups yeah. and downs and the fans ride this roller coaster. But I do agree. You need to take a step back. You need to take a breath. And, and I don't think we're overreacting tonight in terms of, I mean, it, it was a tough game, right? For sure. It hasn't been great since the break. It does change your thought process a little bit on maybe what they need to improve. Big picture, this order team is still in good shape. And there isn't
1: reason for panic. You know, one of us made the comment that put common round on the first line. That that might have been overreacted. I'm not sure who said it. I think it might have been Steve. That does sound like a bit of an overreaction now that I say it out loud. No, fair point by
0: you. We agree with you. Struts totally overreacted. I apologize. Uh, What do we got tonight in Strutty's world, my
1: friend? Uh, It actually came to me tonight as I was watching the game. So, Cody, (laughs) there's two defensemen that got penalties at the same time. And... As Cody CC came out of the penalty box, he was playing forward position on the he penalty was, kill. yes. And it makes you wonder if they're gonna put four forwards and one D on the power play, why not put three D and one forward on the penalty kill? You know, especially when you're looking at that you kind of You mean regularly? Yes. At one one, two. When you when you when you play that type of style, D men understand angles, they understand stick positioning, and they they're more they're, willing to block shots generally. Ah, but it's unfair, I think, to say that forwards are scared to block shots. Is that what you said?
0: That's not what I'm just That's saying. That's exactly what you said. It's, it's more part of what the <laughs> expectation is. So I, I
1: wonder why no one's ever done this. You know, and we're, we're talking about... strutty revolution here. Yeah, I here. mean, you're know, probably going to see it now all over the place the next uh, month or so.
0: Let's think, yeah. Catch, like, we'll promo this on Twitter tomorrow. It'll, yeah. catch. But Torts will be doing it.
1: And I actually have some, yeah, I actually have some own personal experience. I, I was playing for the Canucks, and um, for whatever reason, I'm just playing, I'm playing defense. And I'd never played for it. I don't remember ever playing for it up to this point. And also, Mark Crawford goes, We're killing a penalty. He goes, Struddy, you and Trevor Linden go kill the next penalty. And I'm like, What? Huh? And Pardon? then so Trevor's like, Come on down here. I'm like, Come on down. This isn't the price is right, buddy. So I walk down there. I pass all the forwards, and you can tell they're giving me the desk <laughs> And I was loving hey it. Like, I suck on it. Hi guys. Hi guys. Uh, so I jump out hey there, guys. and I actually did a pretty good job. And I remember I came back and sat down, and I said, how to do, Trevor's like, you did great. You're everywhere in to I'm like, I didn't really, I mean, I watched all the meetings. and I knew where they're supposed to go, but it's, you're just kind of in the right way. And so we did it, you know, infrequently, but every now and then I would get the tap. So I wonder why they wouldn't do that more often. Um, You know, they're so quick to put four forwards on the power play, put 3D on the penalty kill.
0: Interesting, hey? So the forwards are kind of encroaching on the D's space on the no. power play, right? A little bit. So why not flip right? it around the other way? That's what I'm saying. I mean, here's the thing, though. When you put a when you put a forward on the power play, you're not really asking him to play defense. No. Whereas if you put a D out on the penalty kill, right? Like, I guess you're not really asking him. To, you kind no. of asking him to play forward a little bit more, though.
1: He's just defending. You're just defending angles. You know, making sure you're pushing guys down. But what, happens, in front if of shots?
0: Have, what happens if they have to get the puck and skate with it and stick handle
1: then the nice I said, like at the that's front the of job. The, but let's get rid of they're, it. Well, they're not, they're not looking to create. I, I think that the idea of creating offense on your, on your shorthand is a little bit overblown. Uh, the primary job is to get it done. Like, so let's say the orders have one shorthand and goal the last five games. Does that change the fact that they've allowed seven? I mean, I guess you're minus six instead of minus seven. So I actually think that this may be something we should take to the highest levels. Rob Brown, he's next on. I'd love to hear his, <laughs> his insight. <laughs> Rob Brown on line number one.
0: Uh, Somebody mentions that the the orders D
1: all naturally
0: go down. So it would just be a shooting gallery with a bunch of players laying on the ice. Yeah,
1: but it's different. They go down around the the, the front of the net. Um, You know, I -hmm. think, like, you think of Brett Kulak up front. Very Mm -hmm. good skater. He's good at surfing over, angling. You know, it seems like a natural fit. Now, the problem is that it's a face-off. So it might have to be on the fly. Kulak on the fly second man you know second on yeah, the door yeah. that's kind of what you probably have but the more i think about this i'm actually talking oh boy, myself into it here, here i here. might have just changed the game forever yep. let's all remember this moment february 15th <clears throat> at the time and place Long i don't
0: know i don't know if there's any other coaches out there on the stream feel free to weigh in uh, tactically from a coaching standpoint by the way there was a point where you played a significant amount of forward was there not
1: yeah, I don't. It wasn't my favorite time of my life. Just go out there. I was out there just. I was like a like, fighter.
0: Like, like I shouldn't bring it up with you. No, no. I, I'm happy to talk. If I have a
1: choice between playing forward and not playing, I will play play forward. Right. But like I actually, there was a time in Vancouver where I'd slide back and forth, and yeah, I actually I enjoyed that. that. I enjoyed that. Like what you year know, would that about? Uh, I don't know. Like you know, late nineties, and I'd be back and forth, and I kind of liked it. Yeah. You know, kind of, and, and not that I was like I wasn't like I was Sergei Fedorov playing both, doing it really well, but. It kind of gets you thinking, and kind of keeps you engaged in the game. Not that you're not normally, but it it's kind of unsettling. So you get going. Um, I enjoy it, I actually. But just like I'd play, was that Crow? Yeah, Crow would have me. So playing like six minutes as a left winger, and then probably fighting like, I just just put me in the box for a whole period. Like just give me a ten because it's not that much fun. You're just yeah, sitting right. there. You're not playing. So how would that?
0: How would Crow uh, broach that with you? Like, well, where at what point do you have the conversation with Jason Frederick and can say, look, Struddy. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start using you on four. We never did. It, it just the happened. first
1: time it was a penalty killer. He just threw me out there. Just called me up and put me out there. I'm guessing, if looking back, he's probably upset with his penalty killers. It's like, I'm going to show him who's boss and put this guy in. And I actually didn't do a bad job. I remember getting scored on when I played up there and uh, on the PK. Not that it was like tons of minutes, but some minutes.
0: Huh. And, and so, you, but you had enough forwards on the team already.
1: So, is it was, it, good, was yeah. it a
0: little awkward? Someone obviously yeah, maybe comes out of the lineup? Like. Probably, but
1: it's not my. No, uh, no, it, it, no. Well, then it was injury based, maybe, or they dressed 7D and I'd play a swing. I would back and forth. The problem is sometimes you're a swing man and you're not swinging either on forward or D. So, you don't yeah. get to play. You get lost in the shuffle. Like, oh, don't worry. Study can sit there. You're sitting there like, oh, my God. Can I get out of here? Like, let's just call it a day. Like, it wasn't Tough much to fun. to stay
0: engaged, eh? Oh,
1: Yo, when you're not playing. But I always found if I didn't play like within the first ten minutes of the period, don't even play me. Like, it just it's a waste of time. Really? Yeah. Well, what do you what do you think I'm going to do? I can't even feel my legs at this point. Are you the
0: guy that would have to hop the boards and go for the skate at commercial time? I, I
1: refused. The I, skate re- of I shame. never, I never, never did that. What? I would rather don't die. It. You could have. How many no. games could you have stayed? I'm in? not. I don't. I, I had a belly full of Gatorade <laughs> by that point. I was pounding Gatorade in those days. It's like an addiction. Uh, <laughs> impressive commitment. uh
0: All right, that was Struddy's World brought to you by DLR Vinyl Products, right? Locations in Calgary and in Edmonton. Whether you're a homeowner, contractor, or builder, DLR is the most reliable source for vinyl fence. Opened back in 2005 and not going anywhere. Unmatched service, high quality North American made products. Visit DLRVinylProducts.ca. One quick commercial break, then we'll give away a hat. Ask us anything. We'll get you involved here on the Weiss Johnson YouTube stream as well. Stick around. For over 60 years, Belvedere Golf and Country Club has been delivering a high quality golf experience to Edmonton and area. This beautiful private club located on Highway 21 just south of Sherwood Park occupies 160 acres and presents a challenging yet adventurous 18 hole design. A beautiful clubhouse, fully stocked pro shop and warm friendly staff truly make it feel like you belong to something unique and special. Visit www.belvederegcc.com. All right, welcome back to the show. Time for our kin print giveaway brought to you by DeBoer's Golf Shop and Fitting Center, aiming to help you play better golf fitting instruction and after-sales support, golf merchandise and clothing as well. Quick little trivia question here. Send your answer to gotyourback18 at gmail.com, uh, and you can grab yourself a hat along with $25 in store credit at DeBoer's. So if you get the right answer to this question, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, your name will go into a draw, and you can grab yourself a Got Your Back hat. Real simple one. I want to go back over the past two seasons. So, this season and last season, who leads the Oilers in penalty minutes in that time? So, making you do nice. just a little bit of math, just a little bit more work. I've been pretty easy on you so far. A little bit of work here. Who leads the Oilers in total penalty minutes this season and last season combined? And once again, the email is got your back 18. At gmail.com, you get yourself forgot you your back hacked, and $25 a store credit over at DeBoer's. Lots of action tonight on the stream. Really appreciate everybody's contributions that have helped move the conversation along. So let's get to ask us anything, Steve. Hop in here, buddy. Bring the energy. The Shark of the Park sponsors this segment. Renee Buchlan of Maxwell Devonshire Realty. Whether you're buying or selling a home, your success hinges upon the expert advice and service provided by your real estate agent, call Rini, for no obligation quotes, 780-994-0280.
2: Steve? All right, yeah, just lots of comments on the game. People are people are down. Uh, it's funny, Martin Ferguson right off the bat said, are we good? Are we not good? Dot, 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 I'm not sure. <laughs> <Jason>. <laughs> Maybe that's what Noel was talking about, yeah. the overreaction,
0: yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, yes, they are still a good yeah, hockey they're good. They are. And this Gee- is not anything to be feeling panicky over it's just the ebbs and flows of a season right. but they need to get her going here
2: yeah jason hui said uh what's happening to us we're better than the blues and simple 101 said we're semi slumping at the moment that's all after a successful run it's frustrating to see but that's all <laughs> and uh some good comments on noah rinsky's comment which uh again was uh, why does everyone have to overanalyze this team noah garrity replied uh No, well, this is no place for calm, thoughtful reactions. Martin Martin Ferguson said, I blame the decade of darkness. Chaos never died, said, because people are fans, a.k.a. fanatics. Let us be idiots in peace. And Shane Matheson (laughs) finally said, we're all all great GMs sitting on the couch. So some funny stuff there.
0: When you played on teams that uh, went through stretches, and I guess it depended on the expectation level on your team that year. But when it's bad, when you're in a, a weak stretch and you're you know you're not really where you want to be, where you need to be, how much does the mood on the team? How much should it change when you're in those pockets? Do you think?
1: Well, well, the hard part is when you're when you're struggling, and and I don't we'll call this a major struggle. It's it's kind of like a you know they win one, lose one type of situation. You just you want to just get some consistency to your game. Mm-hmm. And they haven't seen there's been good periods, bad. Like the first period it was pretty good, second period and third period weren't quite as good. So you need to find a way to level that out and you hope that you find a way to do that with your with with your line mates and you got to bring energy to the rink and you can't get too negative because if you keep getting negative it just seems to bring energy down on the group cards on the plane
0: laughing on the bus to the airport like can uh, there be no laughing
1: i don't think there's laughing not laughing so then
0: but, but like how much does it have to change
1: um It's not like they don't want it. They're trying to win, you know. So I think you get on the plane tonight, and uh, you're you're pretty calm. Like you sit there and you talk, and but when you after a win, everyone's happy. There's winning and there's losing. There's nothing else. Would
0: there be cards on the plane after a loss? Oh yeah.
1: Well, whatever. Every team I played on, but we didn't we didn't have really a lot of Stanley Cup aspirations. But guys would play, but everyone just kind of settles into your own thing. You know that you're not. But tonight would be a pretty late night. Actually, they might have stayed in St. Louis tonight. Or they I'm, not, I,
0: I'm not sure what happened. After this afternoon game
1: in Dallas, yeah. maybe they would have flown. But either way, you, you get on there, but you, you understand the moment. You're not going, you're not laughing and having a good time after a loss like that. You're frustrated. And everyone kind of just, you know, thinks about what they've done that would have done better.
0: Nate Hay says, I got so mad at my buddies who said the orders only beat the easy teams. Then they end up losing to all the better teams. It's, I mean, yeah. The owners took advantage of a lighter spot in their schedule and that 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 schedule set up for success for sure. You know, uh, and the
1: Blues, I mean they've won 8 of 10 games. Yeah. It's not like they're sure. they're, they're, they're 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 playing, playing well right and now. and are they an elite team? No, I don't think they are, but they played well tonight and the Oilers kind of played a little loose in their own zone.
0: Yeah. Steve, what else you got, buddy?
2: All right, a few comments about uh, Derek Ryan. So everyone's talking about Brown, but Ryan is the weaker player these days. Brown isn't getting scored on, even on the PK. Ryan's getting shredded on the PK. And even less effective offensively, JL replies, uh, Ryan out, Gagne in next game.
0: Not a bad point. Not, so, I mean, at least Brown was... I didn't like the penalty, but at least he was rounded yeah. a little more tonight.
1: So who'd be the center in that case then? Do you put... Put Gags at center or Yanmark? Uh, yeah, you'd go Yanmark in the middle with Gags and uh, Connor Brown. Yeah, yeah. I, I, there's probably going to be some shifting here, but again, you know, we're, we're beating up the fourth line. Let's reiterate: Connor McDavid's line, or he was bursting on for every goal except one from both teams, and so. We're going to criticize guys that played eight to ten minutes yeah and then the line that uh, bouchard and ekholm and those guys had a, had a pretty tough they were busy night i'm not blaming all on him but at the end of the day you know you got to be careful to, to pound on the bottom too much
0: if the fourth line were matthias yanmark sam gagne and connor brown all i'll say is that at some point this season every one of those players has spent time on the top line or the second line Right? That's how much this team is searching for the right fit in the top six. Yeah. Everybody yeah. in the lineup. Fogle has had a yeah. look there. Perry yeah. has had a look okay. there. Holloway yeah. has had a look. Like, how many times would fourth-line players spend any amount of time yeah. in a top six on a team that's structured properly?
1: Yeah, fair point. Fair point. Like I said, I think they were hoping Connor Brown would be that guy. Yeah,
0: just hasn't been.
1: What are the odds he circles back there, do you think?
0: That it goes with him? I don't know, maybe. Just try it. Give it a go. Like, that's... I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't look at that and go, oh, that's ridiculous. I'd go, I mean, he hit a crossbar last game. Maybe he gets off to Schneid. Just give him a chance.
1: Um, it'd be, the reaction online would be, it'd be worth it to see it. <laughs> I, I wonder if that'd be quite the play. Bolt. Bold, bold statement. Bold strategy. Yeah.
0: Uh, Steve, right. couple more, buddy, and then we'll get out
2: of here. Uh, Genacious said, uh, we're top three in every offensive metric. 31st for power play opportunities. 29th for power play time on the season. Let's not pretend this doesn't have a substantial impact on the momentum of games.
1: Yeah, I I, I, I see what you're saying. You're saying that the Dodgers don't get enough calls for um, their team. And I, I don't know. i I'm, I'm never... You can't control the refs. So I, I, I'm i not one to, to really talk about the refereeing. I, I just don't see it. I think the orders get away with some. And I think some get called. But there there many egregious non-calls tonight against the orders.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Not that I can recall. I have none. I mean, it's the odd time I'll mark one down. I didn't mark any right. down
1: tonight. I don't so, think it was egregious.
0: Know. It feels like referee talk is kind of like... And no offense to, to the commenter. Yeah. I'm not calling you this. But it's kind of what... Losers talk about, right? When you've lost yeah. and when you're constantly losing, it becomes yeah. a narrative that you right. buy into as a poor me sort of a thing. Right. So yeah. Well you can't control it. It's it's
1: like Complain about the weather. You can't control it. So control yeah. what you can control.
0: Yeah. Or your co host wardrobe, right? There's only so much you can yeah. do. Steve, two more, buddy, we'll get out of
2: here. Penner's Pancakes says, Do you guys anticipate moves after this road trip?
0: Hmm. Kenny Holland getting ahead of it. Yeah. Here's the thing, and Hart Levine from Puckpedia spelled this out very well for us. Yeah, he didn't expect the Oilers to be a team that got too far ahead of it because for every day that the Oilers have the roster at what it is right now, they're accumulating cap space. Right. And so to make a deal where you're taking on a player and taking on dollars this early, all it does is it eats into the $2.4 million that they could potentially mm-hmm. have. If they just stick with this matrix until right up to the deadline, They'll have in the range of about 2.4 million. Now, if the right trade comes along, sometimes you got to just let the market take you where it's going to take you. But Hart did not feel that strategically it made a lot of sense for the owners to get ahead of it from a numbers standpoint. Last one, Steve.
2: Okay, let's end with a goalie question. Who's going to start on Saturday? That comes from Chris R. Skinner.
1: (laughs) Your feel on the goalies. It's got to be Pickard. <laughs> you think so? It's Pickard. I guess a, a Dallas a pretty good team. I I guess so, but I mean... Because who do they play next Monday? Isn't it Nashville? Yeah. You're,
0: you make a good point about the quality of the competition, that's... and maybe for that reason you put your guy in. But in terms of the ebb and flow of everything that's just gone on, right? you go to the other guy. At a certain point, it's got to be like win games and you get to keep playing. Or, or if you don't win, you know, the, and the other guy's fresh, he goes in.
1: So why didn't they, why didn't you do that when they played Chicago Blackhawks? Low those many months ago. So right? is that
0: who you're saying you think will play or who you think should that's play? That's
1: who will play, and that's who I would play. You would play. So and then Monday, skinner. I believe it's National Monday, correct? Is I, think I, I, yeah, I, think I so. might be wrong, I think, but I, that's who I'm going with uh, is him. Picker on uh, Monday.
0: Aaron St. Pierre says Skinner does seem a little bit overworked. Well, they just had the... Uh, they just had the big oh, breaks too. Sorry.
1: Arizona Monday. right? Yeah, Arizona. So I was there. You go. in the right vicinity. So I still play Pickard on Monday. Uh,
0: what else Calvin we Picard. got here? Uh, buh, buh. Nick Dowd needs to be on a plane to Edmonton tonight, says the Dr. Carpy. Um, yeah, I mean, again, that's a fourth-line discussion and bigger problems up a little bit further on in the lineup. All right, that was Ask Us Anything, brought to you by the Shark of the Park, Reini. Boo clan as we wrap up the podcast tonight here live from long shots, a fantastic night that it was strutty yeah. outside of, you know, the dry sidle fries yeah. and, and the food that you had, the pierogies that I had. Did you have a gem of the day in mind?
1: Well, there's a lot, many, um, but I don't like to do this. So I'm going to call my own number, right? You, I suggest Connor Brown. I don't, I refuse to do it except for tonight. Connor Brown to the top line. I think. It's just so crazy. It might be, uh, might be the outcome. It might
0: be something they do. Hey, yeah, we'll have to see. It. I've got another suggestion. Go now, people wouldn't have had the honor of, of being here to hear it. When Strud's first arrived, he rolls up, and wonderful staff comes up to take his drink order. Diet Coke, and then as she's walking away, he stops her. He goes, "Do you have any grenadine? Mm. I'd like some grenadine in that as well." She stopped dead in her tracks and turned. And I think she looked at you like you had three heads. She
1: did. What are you doing? Why are you doing what? It adds a little soul to the diet coke. It's delicious and nutritious in many ways.
2: There's really no amazing. way that's nutritious. How that you're just adding that's, the sugar back into the diet coke that you took out. That's right. Why, you know, are, that's, Steve? That, that's exactly that's what a I'm great doing. point, okay.
0: Steve. Why order yeah. a
1: diet coke and then add grenadine? Because well, it just it's just enough shot to give it a little bit of soul back. <laughs> I've been doing it for years. Started with, uh, what is that one the kids always order? Shirley Temple? Shirley Temple. Yeah. It's similar. I've loved it since then. Oh, delicious. One of the many
0: bizarre idiosyncrasies. Oh, there you go. Of Jason Strudwick. Grenadine, coming to a Struddy's world near you soon. (laughs) Stay tuned for that episode. Steve, totally redeemed yourself, buddy. Thanks. Great job tonight.
2: Thanks, boys. It was a ton of fun.
0: All right, and thanks to everybody for your contributions in our Weiss Johnson YouTube stream as well and for your downloads and your subscriptions. And a massive thanks to Rob, Bailey, and the staff here at Long Shots. We had a great crowd on hand for the game. An absolute blast. Great food, great drink. Everybody in the golf sims looked like they had an awesome night as well. So huge thanks to them for having us out. And as always, thanks to Sherwood, Buick, GMC, our title sponsors. Uh, We'll chat again in a couple of days, folks. Until then, stay safe, be well, talk soon.